the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, happy to welcome you in this afternoon. Gorgeous day in the city of Pittsburgh. It's cool. It is humid. But it's cool. I think it's beautiful. This has just been such a spectacular summer. I'm Kathy Emmons from the Word FM studios. Lexi Merritt in the other room, making everything work. Yes, that's me. <laughs> John Hall's still ailing, so he is at home, hopefully, getting the rest he needs. We have a terrific show coming up, a great two hours ahead of us. Um, it's the longest day of the year. So happy summer solstice to you, my friend Lexi. Oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. What we're doing today is not nearly as interesting as what's happening at Stonehenge. We'll talk about that later in the program. Um, there's a lot ahead. We're going to talk about caregiving in hour two. Um, I lost my parents within the last couple years, both of them. And uh, caregiving was a part of my life for quite a while. And I think it's something that we are a little uncomfortable talking about because um, if we're over 50, we feel like, oh, my gosh, that's going to be us. And I'm going to be like Lexi's going to be taking care of me or something. I would. Would you? (laughs) I would. I'd take care of you. God love you. Um, or if we have parents who are aging, we're thinking, I'm not, I, I can't possibly do that. I'm not ready for that. I don't want to see my parents decline. I don't want to have to make decisions like that. Anyway, I, I think the best thing we can do is to just kind of take a deep breath and talk about it. And so uh, the five o'clock hour, we're going to have two different portions where we're going to talk about that. Lisa Anderson's going to join me. Um, She took uh, care of her mom before her mom's passing last year. And uh, Lisa's from Focus on the Family and from the Boundless Radio Show, if you listen to her there. And she has uh, some really great things to share about what that experience was like for her and some things that we can uh, take into account. I'll also talk about uh, a story on the front page of the Wall Street Journal today about a family that took care of... Of their mom um, in the later stages of her life and uh, some shocking numbers as far as how much it cost, but some really inspiring things about what the family decided to do. So that's in the five o'clock hour. We're also going to talk about the cold plunge fad. Now, <laughs> here's the thing. Now, we know like the polar plunge, like the crazy people that would jump in the mon on New Year's Day. Okay, well, <laughs> people are doing that like every day now. Every day. I mean, what do you, Lex? Why would you subject yourself to that? Because apparently it has, or people think that it has these terrific health benefits. Interesting. Like it helps you to beat depression. It takes the edge off your anxiety. You, I mean, have you heard anything about this? I'm, I've heard, I mean, athletes used to take like ice baths. Right. 
Exactly. And so it would help their bodies. Inflammation-wise, right? Yeah, but what this the heck is, is it going to do for... Thing. Well, we're going to find out. Make sure you listen to the show at 525, like my... Lex. I feel like my mental health would deteriorate. We'll talk about, speaking of mental health deterioration, uh, Mormon crickets are taking over portions of Nevada and Idaho. We'll talk about that. Um, also at 435 this hour, Alex Harris will be with us. He is um, the brother of Josh Harris and... Uh, well acquainted with the homeschool movement and is going to talk to us about Amazon's show, Shiny Happy People, and the lessons it has to teach us. Um, and I mean, there's so much more. I can't even detail it all. Plus, they fixed that road in Philadelphia already. I mean, I don't even know how that's possible. That was quick. Holy heck. And we're still looking for the sub. Anyway, that's a lot to come. But before we do any of that, I think it's time for news. Lex, could you give me the music? That's it. That's what I was talking about. It's Wednesday, June 21st, 2023. It is the longest day of the year. So I hope you have something terrific in mind for your evening because it's going to be light so late. Number one. Crew searching for a sub that went missing while taking five people to the wreckage of the Titanic continued to hear noises today and are actively searching the area. Overnight, according to CBS News, a Canadian search plane detected noises underwater in the search area, and crews were focused on finding the origin of the sounds. Coast Guard Captain Jamie Frederick said a plane heard the noises Wednesday as well. With respect to the noises, though, we don't know what they are, to be frank with you, he said in a briefing today. We're searching the area where we heard them. Search flights were scheduled to continue throughout the day and into the evening. The sub's disappearance on Sunday has spurred a massive response that every news outlet has been talking about for the last two days. Um, U.S. and Canada search crews, uh, they've rushed to find the missing group in the North Atlantic. Five vessels were searching for the sub on the water's surface. That number is expected to double to 10 within 24 hours. And the size of the search area has expanded to approximately twice the size of Connecticut with a depth of up to two and a half miles. Number two. As the country approaches the anniversary of the Dobbs decision that overturned Roe v. Wade, the Democratic National Committee will launch a billboard campaign beginning tomorrow in Times Square and also in battleground states across the country, highlighting the contrast between Democrats' efforts to protect abortion rights and Republicans' attempts to ban it. Billboards are also going up in Atlanta, Phoenix, Milwaukee, Tallahassee, and Raleigh, all in key states for the 2024 presidential election. The DNC also, according to CBS News, will be running Facebook, Instagram, CTV ads in Wisconsin, North Carolina, Florida, Georgia, and Arizona. Since the Supreme Court released its decision in Dobbs... That was uh, almost a year ago. It'll be a year Saturday. Returning the issue to the states to decide, 14 states have banned abortion, with few exceptions. Another 11 have enacted further restrictions on abortion. Number three, math and reading scores among America's 13-year-olds fell to their lowest level in decades, with math scores plunging by the largest margin ever recorded, according to the results of a test known as the nation's report card. The results which were released today are the latest measure of just how bad things got during the pandemic and how difficult of a time we're all having recovering. Math and reading scores had been sliding before COVID-19, but scores on the math exam are now at their lowest level since
since 1990 and reading scores at their lowest since 2004. Asked about their reading habits, fewer students than ever, Lex, check this out, say they're reading for fun every day. Isn't that sad? Just 14% reported daily reading for pleasure. Just 14%. And of course, reading uh, links you to better social and academic outcomes. That's from the AP. And number four, I've got a weird animal story for you. This is just wrong. A portion of a Florida county has been placed under quarantine as state officials work to get rid of a truly gross creature, the giant African land snail. And that's your top four at four. Listen, if you you want to Google something gross, you just Google giant African land snail. I'm doing it as we speak. Okay, so as I remember, because we did a story on this about six or eight months ago, this, is it gross? He's huge. I mean, it's like, th- this is how large it is. If you put it in your hand, first of all, it's bigger than your hand. Yeah. So if you put it in your hand, a portion of its tail would be halfway up your arm and its head would be hanging off your longest finger. Oh, that's so gross. Isn't it? Did I exaggerate? I don't think so. Man, snail. I mean, I like snails. I think they're kind of cool, but like, that's so, that's so large. It's so some girl brought one from Hawaii. Okay. Maybe... 25 years ago to Florida, not having any idea of what was going to happen. And of course, that was illegal at the time. So she did break the law. Well, the reason there was a law is that the snail eats at least 500 different plant species that are economically important, including breadfruit, cassava, cocoa, papaya, peanut, rubber, every variety of bean peas, cucumbers, melons. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. So they to say they are detrimental to agriculture doesn't even sum it up, especially because they are so gross. The snails were declared eradicated twice in Florida, first in 1975 and a second time in 2021. But every time they think they're gone, the snails come back. It's your weird news story for the day and your weird animal story. I mean, that's from ABC News. So happy you're along for today's ride home. Stay with us because coming up next, we're going to talk about the integrity of creation. How beautiful the world is we live in. 101.5 WORD. The station with Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music every weekend. With the best new music. New New music. New music from Leanna Crawford. How can you not? How can you not? Hold on from Katie Nicole. Anywhere from Brandon Lake. I'll praise you anywhere. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. 101.5 WORD. On the weekend, this is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-419-2387. If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. 
One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-419-2387. 800-419-2387. So, what do you think of for lunch? Uh, I can't. I'm getting new window treatments, so I gotta go home and wait around all afternoon for a design consultation just to get a quote. It's gonna totally mess up my workday. Why don't you just go to Blinds.com? Because I need custom products. Blinds.com products are made to order and totally customizable. And you get upfront pricing right on their website to easily get your quote online. But I wanna see the products in person. Blinds.com ships samples to you fast and free. They can even verify your measurements and handle the installation. Wow, how convenient. Tell me more. Blinds.com also has a huge selection of stylish shutters, shades, curtains, and options for motorization, even for your patio. Plus, their 100% satisfaction guarantee. Well, you've convinced me. Let's go eat. I've got time now. Shop Blinds.com and save 40% on selected products. Get 40% off selected products right now at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Nefarious, the number one movie on SalemNow.com. Execution scheduled for 11 p.m. He's trying to convince us he's gone insane. I'm a demon. Here's what Kirk, Tatum, and Prager say about Nefarious. In modern day screw tape letters, teenagers especially should see it. It makes you think about the true nature of evil and scares the heaven right into you. It is a fascinating movie. It's absolutely gripping. Nefarious. Rated R. Watch it now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's vacation season, and my husband and I always say that there are two kinds of people in the world. There are the mountain vacation people, and there are the ocean vacation people, right? And, you know, ocean vacation people can it can be ocean, but I would also, it could be lake. It could be, you know, in some instance, river, pond at a stretch. But there's like water people, of which I am one. I grew up on a lake, uh, on Chautauqua Lake in southwestern New York. Of course, I also grew up here simultaneously around three rivers. So I can't imagine, like a vacation isn't a vacation to me without being at the water's edge in some way, shape or form. But I remember being a little kid. um, It was the summer between second and third grade. I was up at McConnell's Mills with my parents and some friends. And uh, we were all sitting on the rocks up there sunning and having a great time. And you already know the end of the story. Because if you're around here and you know McConnell's Mill, you know what what happens, right? I go to talk to the girl next to me and I fall in the rapids. Now, let me tell you how quickly that went from being a terrific, memorable, wonderful summer day to being a horrible, memorable summer day. I mean, I could have died that day easily if it wasn't for uh, my neighbor, Lisa, and my sister who uh, pulled me out of the water. But Anyway, it just reinforced to me how quickly water can be the most glorious vacation spot in the world and something to be absolutely feared because of its violence that can come upon you um, without even a moment's thought. Rut Etheridge is back with me, assistant professor of biblical studies at Geneva College, also author of a book called God Breathed, which we'll talk about more before the end of today's segment. But Rut, I know you were thinking about something similar when it comes to water. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. I would characterize myself as an ocean person and, yep. and maybe even an ocean snob, um, you know, in terms of, of reference to uh, other bodies of water. 
Um, there's just something unique about the the vastness and the beauty. But to your point about McConnell's Mills, and I've I've been there too, and um, it can be absolutely terrifying with, within a split second. You have to you have to be on your guard. Yeah. So you wrote about being at uh, the water's edge, actually passing the water's edge, being in the ocean with your little kids, and how wonderful it is, and how that's your ideal vacation. But you were thinking again about the fact that it's so there's nothing like being at the ocean. But part of its beauty is, I think, its terrifying nature. It's true. You know, you think of something that um, could rightly be described as majestic, and there's a sense of awe and, and maybe a sense of comfort that comes over you. But at the same time, there's this simultaneous sense of, of menace. You know, that this is not a, a nature scape to be trifled with. This is something far more powerful than I am. This is something that could sweep me along in its flow and and take me back, you know, out in a way even beyond life in this world itself. And and so there's just that unsettling gravitas about the whole environment that is is simultaneously magnetic but but also repulsive mm-hmm. in, in yeah. some ways. And it it's just uh you know, such a, a window into the, the nature of, of reality in a fallen world. It's it's our father's world and yet our father's world is is filled with danger ever since sin came in. And um, and in nature for a long time has held a a righteous grudge against the caretakers that that fell and 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 failed to do what our father told us to do. Yeah. So the Psalms tell us that the heavens declare the glory of God, Rhett, um, and that they're the speech um, that they bring forth day after day. The Psalms tell us is is not speech. It's a, it's something. It's speech, but it's not speech. It's different, um, and it uh, but it goes out. It says day and night. So there's something about the creation which reveals God to us in a way that is unique. Absolutely. And and that's one of my favorite things about the ocean is you, you just stop to think, you know, what kind of being and, and not only a, a being of raw power, but a being who obviously loves and displays beauty and, and not only does it for himself, but also for the creatures that he created to live in that and, and to behold it and to to think deep thoughts uh, about him. Um, so Psalm 19, which, uh, if I'm not mistaken here, C.S. Lewis referred to as the the finest poem ever written. Uh, it begins with uh, the glory of God, you know, revealed in creation, and and how creation is a, a window, again, not just into a, a being of of unfathomable power, but uh, a being of of goodness and righteousness. Psalm eighty nine says God has established His faithfulness in the skies. Um, Nature is a moral entity because it refers to and, and reflects uh, the law of a, a re- relentlessly righteous, beautiful and, and beauty loving God. So there are I mean, there are so many ways that we've fallen down in our position as co-regents um, or uh, rulers over creation, as God intended. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, we treat the creation terribly in some ways. Um, sometimes it's something we do individually, like we litter or, you know, whatever it is. But sometimes we're part of huge uh, systems that we don't even understand, you know, about where our garbage goes or what happens to our recycles or all those sorts of things. I mean, um, we're corrupted from the inside out 
Some of it we can try to fight against. Some of it, the systems are almost too large. I don't know. When I stop to think about it, Rhett, sometimes I, I, I find that really sad. I find it really uh, depressing and kind of one of those things that's outside of my reach. Yeah, it, it is kind of overwhelming, um, you know, just to see how many ways in which we can continue what Adam and Eve, you know, did in the yeah. garden by by failing in our our responsibilities. The flip side of that same coin, though, there, there's actually a, a bit of encouragement to be taken from the fact that it is so overwhelming because there are so many details to pursue, which suggests that there's a, a unity and, uh, and an integrity there, a connectedness to creation that um, that speaks of its relationship to God and, and of our deep relationship to God through creation, through the created order. So th- there's there's an encouragement in that by taking care, you know, even taking a few steps in, in a positive direction of of loving the world that God made because He made it, and and owning up a little bit better to our our uh, creation mandate responsibility. There, there really is a near to the heart of God, you know, especially as we think of it as, you know, through the Lord Jesus, who who quite obviously loved and celebrated nature and even preached about it when he was here among us. Rhett Etheridge is with me, Assistant Professor of Biblical Studies at Geneva College, author of God Breathed. Um, Rhett, can we talk about the um, interrelationships um, between different portions of creation and nature? Um, I know that you were thinking about that. You mentioned Herman Bavinck um, as being someone who, a theologian who kind of, you know, jolted your mind in a particular way. Why don't you share that with us? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bob Inc. studies are are kind of exploding right now, thankfully, because so much of his work originally in Dutch is is coming into the English. And one of the things that Anglophones are really discovering is just how much Bob Inc. was sensitive to the human condition of his time. Um, it's late modernity. Things are becoming very industrialized and in some ways mechanistic, not just with regard to, to human work, but with regard to our, our sense of self. We began to view life and, and even human life as, as kind of a machine um, meant to be used for efficiency. And we were losing the, the beauty of what it is to be an image bearer. And so, so much of Bavink's work is infused with and, and really based upon this fundamental idea that God is triune. The one true and living God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And so there's diversity within unity um, in the Creator, and that's reflected in creation. And there's a fundamental integrity in the way that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit relate that is then reflected in their creation. And so the created order itself and the highest creation, image bearers, we have this wonderful interconnectedness, this longing to be part of nature, this feeling at home. Um, that, is, uh, that is the basis uh, for, for what so much of what Bobbing did in, in terms of his reaching out to engage culture in an increasingly mechanized and loneliness-inducing time. Yeah. You know, it reminds me of how um, how deeply I see kids connect with animals, uh, especially in this age when the digital world is such a part of their life. Um, I have I have a little niece who uh, is 10 and, you know, her perspective on animals is so um, 
it's so immediate and real. And it makes hmm. me see even more that the digital world, as real as it seems to us, is that is to me the mechanistic thing that you're talking about. Um, it's not that it doesn't really exist. It's not that it's pretend, but it's not the same as as interacting human to animal. I mean, it's just it, it touches a different part of us. It really does, you know, and it's certainly a, a, the digital world is a, a wonderful demonstration of the the creativity in so many ways that that God has given us, and yet, you know, sin is is such a parasite. Sin will latch onto something good and reflective of God and, and twist it into these these terrible forms that end up as destructive to humanity, um, isolating us from each other and 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 from the Lord. Um, and I think that's such a beautiful example that you give. You know, we just recently uh, took a new puppy into our own home and, and seeing the interactions, you know, um, among our kids. Uh, it, there's just, uh, you know, especially with dogs, um, no offense to cat people, but with dogs, there's just such this, this beautiful sincerity. You know, they, they just wear their hearts on their sleeve yep. and, and the way in which we can interact and kind of vibe off of that sincerity and love them and, and get that love in return. And um, yeah, there, there really is something absolutely beautiful and soul stirring about that. Something so organic that reminds us of the deep interconnectedness of, of body and soul. You know, we're, we're not these dichotomized beings, you know, we are, we are body and soul, image bearers of God. If we know the Lord, we're new creations in Christ. And and those kinds of relationships to creation are, are beautiful, mm-hmm. not only echoes of what was, you know, in, in terms of Eden before the fall, but especially previews of, of what will be in, in the new heavens and the new earth. On this longest day of the year, when we can enjoy the beautiful sunlight longer than any other day, I want to thank you for being with us today, Rhett. Well, thank you so much. It was great to talk with you again. Rod Etheridge is the author of God Breathed, Connecting Through Scripture to God, Others, the Natural World, and Yourself. Check it out. It'd be a perfect thing to read today. All right. After the break, we come back. After only two weeks, I-95, which collapsed in Philadelphia, will reopen. It's absolutely shocking. Plus, we'll find out who the second and first richest self-made women in music are. It's next. Turkey and stuffing, real mashed potatoes, sliced top round, Aunt Emma's broccoli casserole, chicken and gravy over buttermilk biscuits. Am I making you hungry yet? Hi, it's me, Marsha, from The Spring House. You have a special event coming up in your life, a shower, a wedding, graduation party, company party, anniversary event, or any occasion where you'd love to serve all-natural, farm-fresh foods, then it's time to give The Spring House Catering Department a call at 724-228-3339. From your first conversation with Dawn, who will help you create a menu that's unique to you, to the beautiful, bounteous setup and display that my sister Jill and her crew create, you will be delighted. After every catering event, Jill tells our cooks, I wish I could take you with me so you could hear all the wonderful comments guests give us. Give us a call at 724-228-3339 or check out our extensive menu at springhousemarket.com for farm-fresh catering from the Springhouse. At paid for by Open Shark Concept. 
process. Attention firefighters, members of the military, and airport workers. For decades, first responders and firefighters at military bases and airports used a chemical-based foam to fight fires. Studies have shown that chemicals used to make aqueous film-forming foam, or AFFF, are highly toxic to humans and have been associated with several types of cancer. If you or someone you know was exposed to AFFF and were diagnosed with any of these cancers, including kidney, bladder, prostate, pancreatic, lymphoma, leukemia, testicular, and neuroendocrine, then you should call us immediately because you may be entitled to significant cash compensation. Call us at 800-515-8809. Our experienced attorneys will fight to get you the compensation you deserve, and you pay nothing unless we get a recovery in your favor. Time is limited to file the claim, so call us now, 800-515-8809. Operators are standing by 24-7, so don't wait. 800-515-8809. That's 800-515-8809. Again, 800-515-8809. Terry Wardenis here from the Gateway Clipper. Kids, are you ready to meet the world's coolest superheroes? The Superhero Cruise is back, sailing Sunday, June 25th. Don't miss your chance to have a blast sailing the three rivers. Visit gatewayclipper.com for tickets. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Want it done right, call doing it right. 724 New Roof. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, play the word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. You know that feeling? Like every door is closing and you just can't see a way out? Being unemployed, underemployed, or just out of school can feel like that. But when you find the right tools, suddenly everything just clicks. FindSomethingNew.org offers resources that help develop new skills. Skills that can position you for careers in today's growing industries, from healthcare and manufacturing to cybersecurity and alternative energy. Find your path to a new career at FindSomethingNew.org. A message from the Ad Council. We'll see increasing clouds for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 58. Mainly cloudy tomorrow with a couple of showers. Tomorrow's high, 68. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night with a couple of showers at a low of 59. Cloudy skies Friday. It will be humid with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. We'll see little relief from the humidity in the coming days. Expect a high of 75. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Forbes magazine's annual America's Richest Self-Made Women list is out. I always check this out every year. And the thing that amazes me, you know, there are some celebrities on there that we would know. But most of the women I have never heard of. And holy smokes, are they running some gigantic companies. Um, Anyway, I saw this list. uh, I knew it was coming out this month. But I saw it uh, just within the last couple days. Because Taylor Swift, who visited here, uh, set records for doing two back-to-back shows last weekend, is on the list. But hey, listen, she's not all that high. She's number 34. Which tells you how incredibly rich the other women who are ahead of her must be. Uh, so number one on the list is uh, Diane Hendricks. Uh, her net worth is fifteen billion dollars, and the source of her funding—I uh, no, shouldn't say her funding—her uh, fortune is from building supplies. Um, so looking at like the top ten women who run their own businesses, uh, we see building supplies, gas stations, healthcare software, agriculture, IT, trucking. Car dealerships, uh, Little Caesars Pizza, that's Marion Illich at number eight. Uh, Packaging materials, fast food, and eBay. 
So that's kind of interesting. Um, as far as uh, people uh, you would probably know, Taylor Swift occupies the number 34 spot overall. And that's the number two spot if you're looking at women in music. Um, Lexi, you have any idea who would be number one, the richest woman in music? I want to say it's Dolly Parton. That would be a really good guess, but that is that is an excellent guess. I want she's got to be on this list somewhere. I would hope so. My, yeah, my other guess is either Beyonce or Rihanna. Rihanna, yes, Rihanna is number one. She's a billionaire thanks to her, of course, all of the hits that she's had over the years, um, but also the Fenty Beauty Makeup Company, um, and uh, her net worth is one point four billion, which is twice what Taylor Swift's is. That's insane. Isn't that crazy? Oh my goodness! You know what I was thinking though when you know we were ever, the Taylor Swift was taking over everything here in Pittsburgh last weekend is how do you have a life when that's you? You know what I mean? How do you? It's just I can't imagine. I I can't imagine meeting somebody, dating, going. You'd never go to the store. You'd never. I mean, I I don't know. Kylie Jenner is at number 38 of this list. Um, I haven't seen Dolly Parton yet. I'll try to check her out when we go to commercial break. Um, also, in more local news, um, it was June 11th that a tanker truck caught fire underneath the section of I-95 in Philadelphia. And the crews, of course, had to close the interstate. Eventually, in horrific fashion, the section under the tanker truck collapsed uh, because it had melted um, and it, the Driver of the tanker truck was killed in the flames. Traffic was everywhere following the collapse because I-95 was one of the most traveled roads in the nation. Now, listen to this. Crews took four days to demolish the section of the interstate. Over the past weekend, they filled the gap underneath it with ultra lightweight foamed glass aggregate. And this week, the crews will be paving a replacement roadway on top only two weeks after I-95 collapsed. I mean, it's incredible. Uh, Governor Josh Shapiro said at a news conference today that three lanes in each direction will reopen this weekend about a week ahead of the originally projected timeline. You can read the details at the Trib, which is where I got this article. Um, Shapiro said crews worked around the clock, uh, demolishing and repairing. He praised the work ethic of the Philadelphia Building Trades Union workers, as well as all the coordination that had to have gone on with local, state, and federal partners. When the I of the nation were on this site, he said, we rose to the occasion. I mean, I hate to give Philadelphia any props, to be honest with you, but I feel like in this context, I just have to. That is incredible. All right, stay where you are. Much more to come on today's Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. When God created us, he had a purpose for our lives. I'm Alan Jackson. I have the privilege of joining you each weekday to open our Bibles together. The Bible tells us that God has made us what we are. And in our union with Christ Jesus, he has created us for a life of good deeds, which he has already prepared for us to do. Join me and let's see what God has for us today. A fresh look at scripture weekday mornings at 930. Alan Jackson Ministries on 101.5 WORD. Doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling. The first Owens Corning MVP in Pittsburgh and one of the longest tenured platinum contractors in the Pittsburgh region. 
Call 724-NEW-ROOF. Yeah, it's not just you. A lot of people are wondering why so many big corporations are actively promoting ideas and values that their own customers don't support. And honestly, this is another reason MediShare is so attractive to people who don't want to use their own healthcare dollars to pay for things they don't believe in. MediShare is the refreshing alternative. They're a nonprofit ministry. It's a community of like-minded Christians helping each other live healthy lifestyles. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they save a lot, too. Most families save around $500 a month. And member satisfaction surveys consistently show they like it much more than health insurance. So for you, maybe it's time. Find out how you can not only save, but freely choose to be part of something you believe in. Here's the number you can call now, 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE, 844-45-BIBLE. You're smart, you're busy, and don't have time to waste on the mainstream media cycle. Salem News Channel breaks that cycle. Topics that matter from hosts worth watching. Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. Salem News Channel, not like the other guys. Watch anytime on any screen, free, 24-7. Find everything you need to know at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. Plan now to join Word FM Friday, August 18th aboard the Gateway Clippers Empress for another fabulous dinner cruise. From 6.30 to 9, relax in the company of fellow believers as you enjoy a fantastic dinner buffet, music, and stunning views of the city skyline. The ride homes John and Kathy will be your cruise directors for this amazing night. Early bird tickets just $40 through June 23rd. Don't miss the boat. Last year's event completely sold out. Reserve now at wordfm.com slash dinner cruise. Roofing, siding, or remodeling? Seven two four new roof. Well, if you turn on Netflix or Amazon or uh, you stream your entertainment or your documentaries, uh, you have a whole lot of options right now to look at uh, churches or organizations or parachurch organizations who have done it wrong. And I don't know, it's easy, I think, to sit back on your sofa and look at, you know, the Hillsong story and think, oh, my gosh, what a disaster Hillsong is. Um, And yeah, it's true. It is a disaster. But when you're on the inside, um, it's like frogs in a pot. Uh, We often don't see what's happening right around us um, because we're just it's happening slowly and we're part of the uh, environment. And sometimes we're also part of the problem. So I I think it takes a lot of humility and a lot of courage to face these types of stories. And um, so we're going to talk about one of them today about Amazon's shiny, happy people. We've got Alex Harris with us, attorney and author. He's the son of homeschool pioneers, brother of former pastor and author Josh Harris. And he is part of shiny, happy people. So we're going to talk to him about it and get his read. Hey, Alex, happy to have you with me. Hey, Kathy, thanks so much for having me on. All right, man, you're brave. (laughs) So, I mean, um, 
I'm sure you understand what I'm saying is that when you know you you turn on Netflix and you see one bad story about one bad church or organization after another because of course that's what you know documentaries are about but I understand that you wanted to be a part of this one because you wanted to kind of tell the bigger story yeah so it, it when you said I was brave I mean I did I did feel a fair amount of of fear and trepidation in Ukraine to be part of a project like this, and it was a you know a, a a risky a risky decision. One that you know, even now I'm still evaluating you know exactly what the the finished product ended up being, and yet there is something really important here. And I loved how you kind of introed this segment. Um, there's there's a space for for us as the church to be humble and to to really own the fact that these these types of scandals and and here in this in this docu series we're talking about Bill Gothard Institute for Basic Life Principles um, Christian homeschooling uh, there's a place for the church to kind of be honest to be humble even when we're getting criticized imperfectly and say there was something here. Uh, within the church or within um, these movements that, you know, allowed these types of, you know, abuses or these false teachings to, to thrive mm-hmm. and to influence millions uh, over the course of, of decades. And that doesn't happen by accident. And, and there are lessons that we as the church, you know, need to take away from these, these stories um, even if the people telling those stories, you know, are not fellow travelers, mm-hmm. you know, in our in our own faith tradition, um, they're exposing, unfortunately, truths that maybe some in the church swept under the rug. And that's sure. why why they're scandal. That's why these stories are now coming out. Alex, tell us your story. Um, how did you and your life and your growing up intersect with the Institute for Basic Life Principles? Yeah, so my intersection is not as direct as some of the, the the members of the docu series. So if if you've watched it or if people do watch it, there's a lot of interviews with with survivors of, of really horrible abuse um, within the Institute for Basic Life Principles. Uh, interviews with one of the Duggar daughters of you know the famous 19 Kids and Counting uh, TLC show. Um, and I was never as directly uh, involved in Gothard's ministry, and yet he was a leading, uh, a leader in the Christian homeschooling movement. And my parents were some of the early leaders of the Christian homeschooling movement. And so we we grew up, me and my siblings, within that world. Okay. And a lot of our friends were very influenced by Gothard's teachings. And so you know, you, you would have these families in our church who who homeschooled used the curriculum that Gothard put out who you know wore the clothes that Gothard approved of did their hair the way Gothard uh, directed he had rules seemed like for everything and and yet that was just kind of this accepted like you know these 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 are members of of the community who are trying to to follow God as best they can and and here's this teacher they're they're listening to and being influenced by and and even you know, even in my own circles, sadly, um, there are stories of of similar abuses and and just really heartbreaking stories uh, that have never been made public. They're not part of this docu series, um, 
And yet, you know, so part of my motivation and being, being a part was to say, look, I had a good experience. I'm, I'm thankful for my homeschool experience. And yet even, even those of us who had a great experience still can have, have some real concerns about aspects of the movement and ideas that were really prevalent uh, within that world and in the broader evangelical world. Alex, you graduated from Harvard Law School. You clerked for uh, several U.S. Supreme Court justices. Um, so clearly you were equipped well uh, for a career. Uh, that had to have started when you were a little kid. And that's, I think, one of the best things about homeschooling uh, is the fact that, you know, a kid can really take incredible steps academically quickly and because they're not held back by, you know, the structure of a, a normal uh you know, day of school in in a public environment. Um, can you talk about what you thought was particularly good about your homeschool experience? And then maybe looking back, uh, the drawbacks you suffered? Yeah, no, and, and I, I am my, my parents were, were just so um, they were visionaries. They they started homeschooling back when it was uh, illegal to do so in, in many states. Um, out of out of religious conviction, uh, out of uh, a real understanding that as parents they had a responsibility to really be training and teaching and, and investing in their children and not simply handing that off to to other people to to steward that for them. Um, and and they did really teach me and my siblings to love learning. Uh, they they not only taught us to to read and to write. Uh, they they really fed us great great works of literature, fed us ideas, were always engaging in conversation around the dinner table um, and, and challenging us to, you know, to really pursue the things that we were most passionate and interested about and to use that as a, as a tool for learning. Uh, so all of that I see as, as really setting me up for, for everything that I was able to do after. And, and the concerns that I have now are not um, with homeschooling itself, because again, I had a great experience and know know many people who did. Um, my concerns actually tie into to the path I've taken in some ways. In that, one really important concept within the Christian homeschooling movement was the idea of the Joshua generation, and and this is you know the reason why they asked me to be a part of the Shiny Happy People docu series was to talk about this. And, and the part that they actually included ended up being a very small part of our day-long conversation about it. Uh, but the Joshua generation is this vision that Christian homeschool graduates uh, would grow up to be um, the, the leaders of the country, uh, the presidents, the Supreme Court justices, the senators, uh, and, and in do, doing so would be like Joshua of the Old Testament, that we would be the one who would take the land for God. Um, and implicit in that idea was the sense that that we needed to defeat the enemies of God. And implicit within that idea was this pursuit of power and influence as kind of one of the core, if not the core mission of of many young Christian homeschool graduates. And and that is a problem, not not because it's bad for Christians to be involved in politics. Uh, not because it's bad to have people who who believe in God and and the Bible to to be in positions of of power or influence, uh, but it really puts our hope in mm. politics and power. Mm, sure, um, and it conflates you know an earthly kingdom and earthly favor 
with the fact that we are, you know, we have a, we have a, a future kingdom that's a heavenly one. Uh, and that's where our allegiance and our hope mm-hmm. lies. And, and I think over time, you know, that, that kind of thinking, which is reflected more broadly in, in kind of Christians interaction and, and engagement in politics, um, it has a distorting effect on the soul. You know, our, our habits and our ways of thinking and our engagement with the world, you know, almost have a liturgical effect. You know, they shape and form us. Mm-hmm. And what I saw, you know, pursuing politics, pursuing the law, having a lot of success uh, in that was the ways in which that that way of thinking really did distort um, myself and, and my peers and, and caused um cause us to lose sight of, of what's truly most important and to, to, to think that, you know, being, being a faithful Christian is, is really a political expression instead of a, of a spiritual reality. Alex, stay right where you are. We need to take a break and we'll be right back. We're talking to Alex Harris, who's an attorney and an author, and he's part of Amazon's shiny, happy people docu-series. And uh, he says it has lessons to teach if we're willing to hear it. So let's hear what he has to say next. Stay close. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Have you or your children ever faced hunger at a level where your life or theirs were at risk? Or have you ever been in a situation where you had little or no access to clean drinking water and no ability to get it? For most of us in the United States, we have never had to face that crisis. But for children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. Cross International is asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries and other nations where Cross International has partners and is working to solve this crisis and assist with COVID-19 efforts. A $62 one-time gift per child helps provide life-saving resources like food, water, COVID-19 assistance, Christian education, and a Bible. If you would like to give a life-saving gift for one or more children, you can get involved right now by calling one 806 29 That's 1-866-806-2977. Or look for the Cross International banner at wordfm.com. Next up, incidents of pressing all the elevator buttons unexpectedly spike on Bring Your Kid to Work Day. But first, the latest on a team lunch that wasn't ordered through Easy Cater. I'm in the break room where lunch that was previously announced on the way has now been downgraded to hopefully soon. Mm, Fingers crossed, Michelle. Fingers crossed. Newsflash, it's hard when the food is late, but at Easy Cater, we make hard easy. With food for work delivered on time and is ordered from over 100,000 restaurants. Order 24-7 at easycater.com. Okay, next time you're at the store, I dare you to not think about the unmistakable fresh, clean scent of Irish Spring. 
Yeah, you heard me. I want you to resist picturing a shower filled with those sensational Irish spring suds. And if you succeed, well, you got what my gramps used to call resolutitude. Not a real word. But let's be honest, you're probably going to end up leaving with Irish spring. Because of its irresistible scent, and because you have zero resolutitude. Pick up Irish Spring today. We're closing out hour one of the Tuesday edition. No, it's the Wednesday edition, isn't it? Of the ride home. Talking to Alex Harris. Alex is part of Amazon's Shiny Happy People docuseries. And um, Alex grew up in a homeschooling environment, has risen to uh, great success in his career, and is kind of looking back at um, some of the things that were associated with that era in American evangelicalism and asking some questions. Um, Alex, I'm already disappointed that we don't, we're not going to have more time uh, to flesh this out more. But um, you were talking about the Joshua generation before we went to break and how it often puts our minds um, on the kingdoms of the world, I think is probably a good way to put it. And that's not just something that is um, endemic to a, uh, a homeschooling environment in any way, shape or form. I think it's attractive to people um, right now in every sphere, especially those who uh, are concerned about the country and feel like uh, something, you know, from their perspective has to be done. Um, but I'm curious if you could flash out just a little more in the minutes we have left about how you feel like that view of the world um, has kind of corrupted your thinking and changed your perspectives. Yeah, uh, it, it's really been for me a, a really a long, a long process of, you know, thankfully, faithful, faithful pastors preaching the word, uh, continuing to just read, read my Bible, uh, like I was taught to do by yeah. by my parents so many, many years ago. Uh, and then then also, you know, I've just moved at, in very high levels of, of conservative politics starting, starting in my teen years, uh, and for most of my adult life and, and just have seen, you know, politics is, is so, uh, it's, it's such a, a warping environment. Um, politics is important because, uh, politics broadly defined is, is how we fulfill the command to love our neighbor, um, in our immediate neighborhoods and communities and, and nationally. Uh, and yet politics, the activity, um, and the arena is, is you can just lose your bearings so mm -hmm. quickly. Yep. I mean, there are obviously important things that that people of faith can and should care about. Uh, and yet, once you get into it, it's so easy to lose perspective and think, you know, this battle, this law, this election, um, you know, is the end all be all. And, and if, and if we don't win, or if, if the side that I think is the, is the godly Christian side doesn't win, you know, spiritual cataclysm. And, you know, as I read scripture, I just don't see that the being the proper mentality for the people mm -hmm. of God. Um, and so there, there's a, a, a sense in which I think as the church, and you're right, this is not just a Christian homeschool issue. This is a, this is a broader uh, issue within, I think, many strain, streams of, of Christianity, um, you know, for, for us to really go back uh, to first principles and, and to be very conscious of, of when we're allowing our hope to shift uh, in our posture and our, our, our manner of engaging uh, to reflect more the patterns of this world rather than, than the fruit of the spirit. Mm-hmm. 
Alex, as I said before, uh, you graduated from Harvard Law. You clerked for a couple Supreme Court justices. You were even named to uh, Forbes 30 under 30 list for law and policy. So like you said, you have traveled in uh, high circles. Um, when you look at Amazon's shiny, happy people, um, and we've only got a minute or so left, do you feel like um, it's telling the story that you wanted it to tell? Yes and no. There, there's a, a core story, which is focused more on on Gothard and the Institute for Basic Life Principles, which we talked about earlier. And that story is told very well. It's it's searing. It's it's hard to watch, um, but it's important and it's told well. Uh, the story on the Joshua generation, the the part where I I appear for a few minutes. That one is not told quite as well. Um, I think I was hoping that there would be a little bit more context, that it would be more accurately situated within broader kind of political and, and religious um, streams, and and that they would include something that I talked about, which was, you know, what what does a more biblical and and uh, nuanced and, and hopeful vision of, of engagement with politics and culture look like some of the things that that you and I have been able to talk about. Sure. So that that's not included. Um, Alex, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to shut you down um, because no uh, because our exit music. Is, but I want you to stay on Zoom for a minute because at the commercial break, I'm going to come and say something to you um, off the air. For all of you listeners, thanks so much for being with me for hour one. Stay close after news and weather. We'll be right back with hour two. It's the ride home with John and Kathy on Word FM. Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, tune in, and on Odyssey, in your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Of nature.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. A Canadian military surveillance aircraft has detected underwater noises. In the search for a submersible that vanished while taking five people down to the wreck of the Titanic. A statement from the U.S. Coast Guard did not elaborate on what rescuers believe the noises could be. The five people on the Titan submersible may have as little as a day's worth of oxygen left if the vessel is still functioning. Oceanographer David Gallo tells Sky News it was just a matter of time before something like this happened. We knew all the difficulties there would be about how do you recover from that. Uh, if the sub is stuck on a shipwreck, if uh, they lose batteries, if they're caught on the bottom some other way. Uh, and nothing was done about it. The Titan could be as deep as 12,500 feet below the surface, near the remains of the Titanic. I'm Donna Water. This is SRN News. Yeah, it's not just you. A lot of people are wondering why so many big corporations are actively promoting ideas and values that their own customers don't support. And honestly, this is another reason MetaShare is so attractive to people who don't want to use their own healthcare dollars to pay for things they don't believe in. MediShare is the refreshing alternative. They're a nonprofit ministry. It's a community of like-minded Christians helping each other live healthy lifestyles. There are more than 400,000 members now, and they save a lot, too. Most families save around $500 a month. And member satisfaction surveys consistently show they like it much more than health insurance. So for you... Maybe it's time. Find out how you can not only save, but freely choose to be part of something you believe in. Here's the number you can call now, 844-45-BIBLE. That's 844-45-BIBLE, 844-45-BIBLE.
Right now, MyPillow has a massive closeout sale happening on their all-season slippers. Listeners continually make the My Slippers the number one selling MyPillow product. And I have a feeling you'll want to stock up now when you hear this offer. Hey, this is John Hall. When you use my promo code WORD, you'll get the all-season slippers for $25, regularly $149.98. That's over $120 in savings. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout, these will sell out, so act now. My slippers have an exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. The patented layers make these slippers ultra-comfortable and extremely durable. They help relieve stress on your feet, and you can wear them anytime, anywhere. They also come in a ton of additional sizes and all new colors. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio podcast square to grab a pair of the all-season slippers for $25, regularly priced at $149.98. Limited to 10 pairs at checkout. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for this incredible offer. They won't last long, so please order now. Introducing my plan from Verizon. With my plan, you pick only the perks you want and save on every one. So you get exactly what you want and only pay for what you need. And for a limited time only, get the amazing iPhone 14 Pro Max on us when you switch with Select Trade In and Unlimited Plus. Act now and get iPhone 14 Pro Max with my plan at your Verizon store today. Up to $1,599.99 device payment or full retail purchase with new smartphone line postpaid unlimited plus plan required. $200 Verizon e-gift card sent within eight weeks with boarding. Plus up to $1,000 trade-in promo credit applied over 36 months. Promo credit ends if eligibility requirements are no longer met. 0% APR. Trading conditions apply. This is Pretection. Yep, Pretection. The everyday skin protection ritual that protects your skin from mosquitoes. Pre barbecue. Pre playground. Pre everything. Pre every day. Prevention is the best protection. This summer, make sure you have Off, the number one dermatologist recommended repellent brand. SC Johnson, a family company. We'll see increasing clouds for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 58. Mainly cloudy tomorrow with a couple of showers. Tomorrow's high, 68. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night with a couple of showers at a low of 59. Cloudy skies Friday. It will be humid with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. We'll see little relief from the humidity in the coming days. Expect a high of 75. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Portions of the following program are pre-recorded. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Welcome in to the second hour. I was going to say to the third hour, but we don't have three. We only have two, Lexi. Did you know that? No, I didn't. (laughs) Anyway, welcome to hour two of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. It's only Kathy and Lexi today because John Hall is taking a day off due to sickness. We uh, certainly hope he's at home recuperating well, and we look forward to getting him back here in the studio ASAP. Uh, but for now, we have a really great hour, too. And, uh, boy, I, Lexi, I, I super enjoyed that conversation with Alex Harris right before the break about uh, the Amazon docuseries, Shiny Happy People. I have not seen it yet. You? I have. And? Man, is it good. Is it really? Yes. I mean, I think it sheds light. Like he said, I think it sheds light on a really... Um, close to home issue yeah and so watching it it was almost uncomfortable because i'm like wow i didn't realize how much of this influenced our day-to-day lives yeah. and like how how insane the whole 19 kids accounting right. how um gothard i i was so unaware 
that it was so ingrained in our in our brains. Yeah, sure. And so watching Sure, it and that's like, what I was saying about the frog in the pot. Yeah, exactly. You just don't realize when that's your environment and, and things are happening around you slowly, mm-hmm. it's not until you kind of take a step back and then see what actually was going on with Bill Gothard and what actually was going on with the people that were involved in that movement and what they were subjected to and all that sort of thing. I mean, there are a lot of levels of it. You know, he um, and if if you missed this, um, we talked to Alex Harris right before the end of the four o'clock hour. And he was talking about his involvement in Shiny Happy People for Amazon. And, you know, some of the things that he appreciated about the documentary, some of the things he wishes were different, but just some of the real realizations that he has come to um, being a fully grown adult with a career and a family and, you know, kind of how he's reevaluating things. Anyway, if you missed any of that, please check out our podcast wherever you get your podcast, The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy. Over the weekend, I'm going to watch Shiny Happy People. You, Lexi, say you want to watch it again. Yeah, I'm probably going to rewatch okay. it. Okay. Um, and then we'll come back with Alex Harris next week. And um, I just talked to him off the air during the during the uh, news break. And we're going to reconvene for part two and uh, get to know him better and hear more of his story. Okay. Um, I want to talk about something I saw on the front page of the Wall Street Journal today. Um, and it's a... A very well done, well put together article by Claire Ansberry about caregiving costs um, as people are living longer and as families are challenged to figure out how to care for those they love who might have significant medical needs. Um, the story centers around Violet Carson, who uh, married her high school sweetheart. She lived in a small North Carolina town. She raised two kids. She lived in a tiny house, a little three-bedroom ranch. And about 10 years ago, her husband died. And uh, when their dad died, the kids, who are now fully grown, expected that their mom, who at that point was 78 years old, would probably follow soon after. She had several significant diagnoses in her life. She required 24-7 care. And um, one of the daughters, tells the Wall Street Journal, never. In my wildest dreams, did I think that my mom would live another 10 years? So in that 10 years, the Carson family spent more than $1.3 million taking care of their mom at home. Now, fortunately, um, Violet and her husband, who worked his whole career at Lowe's, um, were really good savers. And so the family was able to cover the cost of caring for Violet at home the whole time for that 10 years between when she was 78 and when she was 88. Uh, The Wall Street Journal article then goes on to say, however, that most people aren't as well positioned to do that. They say that the median net worth of people 75 and older is about $254,000. So you can imagine if this family, um, the Carson family, spent $1.3 million, $254,000 is not all that much. Caregiving, of course, is becoming more expensive as people are living longer, and um, there are more complicated medical needs. So you can uh, check out the Wall Street Journal, read the article for yourself, see what you think about it. There are a lot of different angles that it takes. But here's the part um, that jumped out at me is – 
when they were figuring out what to do, uh, how to care for mom best, uh, one of the things they had promised their dad is that if it was possible for them, they would take care of mom at home. And so they decided to do that. Um, so the Carsons decided to hire a family friend. Um, now this family friend was someone who cared deeply for their mom, Violet. Um, the payroll that they paid to her over this 10 year period was their biggest expense in taking care of Violet at the end of her life. Um, one year it cost $148,000 and that included overtime costs related to the pandemic. Um, but their son, Steve, who's 68 years old said it was worth every penny. The family goes on to talk about how much they appreciated both of their parents, um, what their parents had taught them about hard work, about being committed to family, about caring for one another was so uh, of such great impact to them that they decided to do whatever they possibly could to keep mom at home. So, um, as I said, they found a full time caregiver and they put her on salary. They offered her paid vacation. They gave her a generous Christmas bonus. Um, um, her pay exceeded the median household income of the town of Moravian Falls where they lived. So they were paying her well. Now, when the caregiver agreed to do this, she had no idea that she would be doing this for 10 years. But 10 years is what they did. Um, when Violet died last summer, the Carsons paid this caregiver and the ones who helped her an additional three months of severance. Um, they paid the caregiver for the rest of the year to help them clean out the house. Um, anyway, they just did right by this caregiver is the best thing I can tell you. And the relationship between all of them after 10 years seems like it was incredibly healthy and life-giving. So if you were hearing this story told by someone who was an economist or someone who was a family therapist or whatever, you would get, you know, a, a, a different viewpoint. They would say, you know, this is how much money you need to save and this is what you need to prepare for and X, Y, you know, X, Y. But this is what I took home is at the very end of the article, uh, the interviewer is asking questions to one of the children, um, one of Violet's kids. And uh, he says this, looking back on it, 10 years, keeping mom at home, doing all the sorts of things we had to do, finding a caregiver, all of that. I feel like it was the right thing. She always took care of us when we were little and I felt like we needed to pay her back too. Now, it's such a lovely commitment of kids in caring for their parents, but also I think it really speaks to all of us about how important it is for us to care for people who are in our orbit, who are older and need help. I mean, this is the kind of thing that not every family is going to be able to afford. They're not going to be able to afford a full-time caregiver that they're going to pay $140,000 to in a one-year time span. It's just not going to be possible. But if each one of us was on the lookout for people around us, either our neighbors, our own family members, our parents, whoever it is who needs help, who needs a meal delivered once a week, or who needs somebody to, to go grocery shopping, or needs someone to go in and chat for a while, or just a phone call every week to, to check up to make sure that they know they're not forgotten. Whatever it is, I believe that we as the church can do that. 
if we become more other focused, if we open ourselves up to the needs of the people around us, we actually can make a dent in the huge needs of people who are living longer and with more complicated medical situations. It is not easy. I will tell you, I took care of my parents um, for the better part of uh, six and a half years, and it was a very draining, difficult, challenging process in every possible way. But looking back on it, I have to tell you, I don't have any regrets. Um, So uh, I was able to do that because I had a ton of support around me. And so I guess what I'm asking you, uh, and as I reflect on this article today, is to be one of those people, to be one of those people that somebody can count on, whether it's for something short, like a phone call once a week, or it's for something more intense, like every day or every other day, be a part of making life good for somebody else until the end. I am telling you, I I believe the same thing is going to happen to you that happened to me is it's going to challenge you. But when you look back on it, you're not going to have regrets and you'll make a difference. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk about prayer. Our next guest says it's wild. We'll find out more next. You're along for the ride home. 101.5 101.5 WORD. You're listening now, so we know you're a fan of the radio station. I am a big fan. And we want you to know that we appreciate you. I am your number one fan. That's why we've developed the Word FM Fan Club. It's free to join, and once you do, you can take part in exclusive surveys and contests. Yeah, I love contests. Special offers. Great giveaways. Discounts. Freebies. I'd like to win one of these contests. Become a member today. Go to wordfm.com slash fan club and sign up. We're big fans. Let's be real. Retirement is expensive, and inflation is making it even harder with the cost of everything going up from pet food to a dozen eggs. Wouldn't it be great if the cost of your health care could go down? Well, MediShare 65 Plus is $99 a month for ages 65 to 74. And for many with Medicare Parts A and B, looking at other options, that's 50% or more saved per month. No gimmicks. It's $99 a month, and you can use any Medicare-approved doctor or facility, and you get 24-7 access to telehealth from the convenience of your home. Better yet, MediShare is a Christian nonprofit organization. It's a community that will pray for you and encourage you. And since we've cut out the middleman, you get to keep the savings. Call now. You can learn more about MediShare 65+. Here's the number. 833-SHARE-55. That's 833-SHARE-55. 833-SHARE-55. Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. He found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy, don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. 
Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now. The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on students' lives. We carry with us more than the academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation. I would just like to thank my teachers, my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life. Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Prayer is weird. Our next guest says prayer is wild, and I'm sure that's true too. But I don't know. It, it, it's weird to me because it's very personal. Well, at the same time, it can be very public. Uh, there are cries of the heart that can't even be put into words, um, as Romans 8 says. And there are beautifully crafted prayers that we have that have come down through the generations um, that are amazing and eye-opening and kind of mind-bending. And there are prayers... Um, in the scriptures that we can read. And it's just, it's like, it's, it's, it's something that can be completely unplanned and completely planned while it's being something incredibly personal and something so public. And uh, it can also be something that's very cold and unaffected. And it can be something that is literally life-changing. So, I guess to talk about the vastness of it, uh, I've invited Sarah Sanderson to be on the program. She writes and speaks about faith, about trauma recovery. Um, her first book is called The Place We Make. It's coming out at the end of the summer. And Sarah, welcome in. Thank you so much. It's good to be here. So you have written about prayer. And um, I guess let's start here. Um, you, you say in your article in Fathom Magazine that you grew up doing a lot of the right things. Can you explain what they were? Yeah. So um, I grew up in, I'd say, a pretty typical evangelical home. And um, there were just things that were expected. We went to church. We were supposed to have quiet time, Bible study. Um, and I I wanted to do those things. I wanted to do all the things that, that were expected of me. Um but I wasn't quite sure how to pray um, because prayer was was it was personal, like you said in your opening. It's it's solitary, and I I didn't quite get it. I think I was a little bit afraid of God, so I was busy doing all the things I was supposed to do on the outside, but I wasn't praying very much because I was a little bit afraid to pray. Hmm. And your fear was based on God on you. I think it was on God. I think I had the wrong impression of who God was. Um, I think I felt like God was somebody I had to impress or I had mm. to do all the right things. Um, and then, as I say in my article, my life kind of broke apart. Um, and all of a sudden I needed God or, or was aware of my need for God in a whole new way. And that's when I started to really reach out and come to know God in a more personal and it a different way and find out that he actually wasn't who I thought he was. I don't want you to reveal more about what happened to you than you're comfortable doing, but I do want to know how you 
felt? Like what was going on in your mind and heart that caused that big of a switch for you in what you thought was prayer before and what you needed prayer to be at that point? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm comfortable sharing, but you know, I, you haven't asked me to be here for the rest of the day. So I will summarize <laughs> briefly. Um, I, I came face to face with some trauma that had happened to me when I was very, very young mm. that I had been sort of stuffing down and pushing away and not, um, n- not allowing myself to face. And when I did that, it kind of spun me into a manic episode for which I had to be hospitalized. Mm, got it. So then coming out of that, I'm facing like, okay, did that stuff that I'm now thinking happened to me as a young child really happen? What's the deal with that? And what is all this? Like people are using mental illness language with me for the first time in my life. Like I, I'm not a person who has a mental illness. What are you talking about? And then, um, yeah, just figuring out how to move forward. It was a, it was a really intense year. And it just, it just totally broke all the, all my habits, all the things that I thought I was supposed to do. I couldn't do them anymore. And it was in that place that all of a sudden I started crying out to God because I, because I needed God. I think that's where the rubber meets the road is, you know, in the old terminology, because I felt this, I felt the same way about prayer. Um, as what you describe in your article and what you're saying here in the air. And I don't think it can be what it should be until it's desperate. And I I don't know if that's because prior to that point, we feel competent or confident and that's the antithesis of it or, or Mm -hmm. what, but I uh, never really realized how it like how on how honest I could be, I, I think is the best way to say it. Yeah. Um, and so when you realized that, what started to happen to you? Well, as I talk about in my article, and I just have to say it's funny that we're talking about this article because I, you know, I you mentioned I've got this book coming out, I've got this publicist who's trying to get me all you know spots to talk about the book and and none of that has panned out yet we're still praying for that but all of a sudden i get this email from john out of the blue and this article i literally wrote on a piece of scrap paper while i was waiting to get my gas pump no way and and here we are talking about it i'm like sure i'll talk about the article that's fine (laughs) so wow here we are um Anyway, as I say in the article, I just started experimenting with different kinds of prayer. Um, some of it was just, just, just literal desperate cries. Um, some of it was listening prayer. I, I made some friends who introduced me to the idea of listening prayer and taught me kind of how to do that, um, to practice that. I started drawing my prayers. Um, I started, uh, listing prayers, started asking my kids what they wanted to pray for. I mean, just experimenting with like all the different, not all, but some of the different ways that we can talk to God. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah. so once you started doing that, um, it, like just being open enough to do different things. I mean, listening prayer can be really weird. Like the whole, mm-hmm. I grew up mm-hmm. as a, uh, as a, like a denominationalist, right? I was in a mm-hmm. Presbyterian church. That was a big part of who I was. So mm-hmm. different types of prayer, contemplative prayer, 
or um, listening prayer was so far outside my frame of reference that it seemed like Eastern religion to me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Until I did it and realized, no, wait, what like what I was thinking about with prayer, it, it what I was thinking about with prayer before almost wasn't prayer. Like it was so mm-hmm. conventional and mm-hmm. so preplanned that mm-hmm. there was no space for an actual God to even like say anything. Yeah. 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 It's funny you mentioned Presbyterianism because my husband, my husband is a Presbyterian pastor. So I totally get that <laughs> Like right, where sure. you're coming from. Right. That's where I'm living. Um, and yeah, I think there's a lot of denom- denominations out there who, I a lot of churches, I think we don't really expect God to actually show up. And like, what mm-hmm. would happen if he did? Right. And isn't that amazing when he does? Yep. <laughs> We're like, oh my gosh, I'm actually talking to the God who created the universe. Like, that's a, that's pretty mind-blowing when you figure that out. Okay, what about somebody listening to the show um, here in the Pittsburgh area or online who thinks that we're nuts? They're like, (laughs) really? Like these two think they're talking to God. So that's weird. Um, How what would you say to that? How 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 do you know? I I would say try it out. I mean, I really believe that God wants to communicate with us. Um, I've been thinking a lot about the verse in Isaiah 30 that says, the Lord longs to be gracious to you. He Mm. rises to show you compassion. And that longing is interesting, right? Like God longs to be gracious to us as if like there's something he's waiting for. What is God waiting for? Why can't he just be gracious to us all the time? And of course he is. He gives us sun and rain and food and love and friends and all the things that God is constantly showering down on us. But I think God's longing is he's waiting for us to ask, to Mm. turn to him and and to look. Because then when we're looking, when we're asking, that's when we'll see that it is God. And so, yeah, there are people out there who obviously say, you know, I mean, we know the things that people say, like you're you're nuts or that's wishful thinking or whatever. I guess I would say, like, if you want to, if you're willing to try Hmm. asking God to show up in a way that maybe you don't expect and then just wait and see what happens. Yeah. We're talking to Sarah Sanderson. She writes and speaks about faith uh, trauma. She writes about recovery and her new book coming out is called the place we make. And it comes out uh, in at the end of the summer in August. Um, As you were talking about that verse from Isaiah, I was thinking about a verse that I've always loved. I think it's uh, from second Chronicles um, 16th chapter, maybe. And it says that the eyes of the Lord range over the earth um, searching to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. Yeah. And I love that idea. Not I, well. Do I love that idea? I think that idea is a little overwhelming to me. To think yeah. that the eyes of God are just looking on our whole planet. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. his eyes are searching, looking for people who were fully committed to him, so that he can strengthen them. Yeah. And I think, boy, talk about something I don't appreciate or take advantage of, mm-hmm. because I'm so certain that when I get up in the morning, I'm going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. And it's not until I'm not able to do X, Y, and Z that that desperate cry comes out and then things start to get real. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I think that's why there is there are so many people in our country who who don't look to God because we have what we need. Yeah. We don't need God, you know, and yeah, it it is easier to just go through life like I know what I'm doing and I'm going to do it. Um, But when you hit that place of desperation and you come to know God, it's 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 wild, like I say, but it's way better. It's way better. Sarah Sanderson's new book, The Place We Make, is coming out. Sarah, we only have a minute or so left. Uh, talk about the book. Uh, you know, I would love to talk about the book, but actually, I think what I'd rather do is pray. Can I Great. Pray for yeah, I would love for you to pray. We're talking about prayer. We've got to pray. Go for it. Uh, Lord, I just thank you that you are present to us. You are really here. You're here with me in my house. You're there in the studio with Kathy. And you are with each listener right now. You know exactly where he or she is. You know what the desperate cries of their heart are. And you're waiting. You're longing to be gracious to them. I pray that you would give them courage, that listener. I pray that you would give him or her courage to make that desperate cry, to look for you. And then I do pray that you would show up in a powerful and unexpected way that they would know, oh, God is real and God did answer my prayer. Lord, we pray that you would do it. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. That's Sarah Sanderson. Sarah, basically what that means is you're just going to have to come back on the show and talk about the book. I would well I'd be happy to do that another time. Yes. Awesome. Save Ter- that for later. Terrific. Thank you. Sarah's okay. new book is called The Place We Make, and we'll have her on in the next couple of weeks to talk about exactly what it is. We need to take a break. When we come back, is the cold plunge the thing to do? The world is ever changing. Fashion, automobiles, news, turn around and the world is always it's, different. Everything's changed. However, God never changes. God is eternal. Transient, yes, life is, but if you're thinking about embedding yourself in the eternal truth of God and you're a young, soon-to-be college student, I would say, look at Grove City College. It's hard to think through these things. You know, it's hard to think through the news today. It's hard to think through issues that affect people, you know, issues of truth and justice and all and what it means to follow Jesus and be an intellectual person in the world. Um, You need a guide. You need mentors. You need professors that care about you, um, who know you and who are willing to speak into your life if asked. And uh, on a college campus, sometimes that type of mentorship is a hard thing to find. I'm into that. So if you're thinking about applying to colleges in this new semester, your son, your daughter, you yourself, where do you end up? Where do you spend four years of hard-earned study? We'd say Grove City College. The eternal truth of Christ, that is what's necessary for life to flourish. GCC.edu, Grove City College. Doing it right, roofing, siding, remodeling. Specializing in roof replacements for churches and places of worship for nearly 40 years. For the church roof replacement specialists in Pittsburgh and the surrounding area, call 724-NEW-ROOF today for a free quote. Are you tired of high telephone bills and below standard service while waiting forever on hold to talk to a real person 
about your phone system. This is Don Hoder with South Point Telecom with 30 years experience. I can answer your questions and give you a quote over the phone in minutes. Go to southpointtelecom.com. We also install security cameras and door access. That's southpointtelecom.com. southpointtelecom.com. If you're looking for a great book that explores the character and work of Jesus, contact Truth For Life today and request a copy of the book, Confronting Jesus, Nine Encounters with the Hero of the Gospel. Each chapter unpacks a different role that marks the work and nature of Christ such as his role as king, teacher, healer, and servant. Get your copy today at truthforlife.org slash donate. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker too. Plus iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. We'll see increasing clouds for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 58. Mainly cloudy tomorrow with a couple of showers. Tomorrow's high, 68. Mostly cloudy tomorrow night with a couple of showers at a low of 59. Cloudy skies Friday. It will be humid with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm. We'll see little relief from the humidity in the coming days. Expect a high of 75. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. So in the last couple of weeks, I've seen a whole slew of articles on cold plunge or cold water therapy or uh, cold water hydrotherapy. It's called by all sorts of different names. Um, earlier this month, I saw that um, Haley Bieber, who's married to uh, Justin Bieber, put a TikTok video together of uh, her, you know, right before and after doing her cold therapy. The video has been viewed over 2.4 million times. So cold plunging or the immersion of the body in cold water seems to be something that a lot of people are interested in. Um, here's the thing. Apparently, the cold plunge has the ability to offer a myriad of benefits by reducing your core body temperature. Among these benefits, and I hope you're paying attention, Lexi, because you might perhaps want to do this this evening, one of the most significant is the emergence of mental endurance and discipline. By consistently subjecting yourself to cold temperatures, you can train your mind to become comfortable even in a state of discomfort. This may enhance your capacity to cope with various forms of stress. It's also good for inflammation. We know that athletes do that. You mentioned the cold bath, right? After a football game, you'll see you know players who go in the locker room and jump into a cold bath. Um, it's also uh, supposed to be good for treating anxiety and depression. Now, it's not an only treatment. It's not like you would do that instead of therapy or medication. But there have been case studies suggesting that engaging in cold open water swimming has helped some individuals in mitigating feelings of anxiety and depression. It does improve your circul circulation. Apparently, it accelerates your metabolism because you're so freaked about why you're sitting cold water. It also helps uh, to boost recovery. 
um, and supports your immune system. Also, apparently it helps you to sleep because, of course, you're so exhausted after submitting your body to this crazy thing. Um, And last but not least, it can modulate your hormones because it aids in the release of endorphins, which are popularly known as the happiness hormone. Likewise, cortisol, a hormone that causes stress, may also be reduced by cold water exposure. And so it can overall fix your mood. Now, how long you should cold plunge is totally dependent on water temperature um, and exactly what you're looking to gain from it and what your body can take. Because, of course, there are risks associated with it, like, you know, cardiac arrest, and things like that. So my question for you, I'm sending it to Lexi. Cold water therapy. Are you considering it? I'd rather have a mental illness. <laughs> Sorry, that was really mean. That's really mean. I, <laughs> but it's heartfelt. I'm so sorry. So you're not interested in cold water therapy? Uh, no, I hate it. I yeah. would hate that. Hate that. Hate that. Yeah. What I can't like. I got into the shower today, and because I don't have air conditioning in my house, it was kind of hot. I had just worked out, so I took kind of a cold shower. But kind of a cold shower is like body temperature water. Yeah, it's like, it's not cold water. Yeah, no, I could never do that. I mean, I I feel like I want to read into it more because it's interesting to me. But can't I just like off the top of my head, I'm with you. Like, I'd rather I, just deal with it. Exactly. I don't know what benefits it would give me, but I think I might the trade-offs might be worse. Yeah. Anyway, all right. We're going to step away and come back because we have more conversation about caregiver support, why it's crucial to mental health. Lisa Anderson will be with me, Director of Boundless and Young Adults at Focus. So stay close. It is Wednesday and you're on the ride home. 101.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are. And you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101.5 WORD. Hi, I'm Olivia, and I'm 11. Some people my age might think water in a basement's pretty cool. Who wouldn't want an indoor swimming pool? But my dad taught me a thing or two about homes. You mean all those times I talked about waterproofing. You were actually listening? Absolutely. I'm like Alexa. Okay, so how does JD waterproofing protect your home? By keeping water out of the basement so it doesn't compromise the structure of your home. And... By not giving yucky mold and mildew a place to grow. Pretty good. Dad, I wasn't finished. Oh, sorry. And J&D Waterproofing can save you money. Do tell. By saving you from having to replace your basement appliances from water damage. I couldn't have said it better myself. Got water problems? Don't cry. Call 1-800-VERY-DRY. J&D Waterproofing. 1-800-VERY-DRY. It took a panicked run on a major bank to lead to the second biggest bank failure in U.S. history. And Moody's just downgraded the entire U.S. banking system from stable to negative. Just a reminder why many people diversify their portfolios with something tangible, something that doesn't need bailing out, something that can't vanish into thin air. 
Learn the truth in Swiss America's shocking report, The Secret War on Cash. This all-out war against cash is a war against the Constitution, against all freedom-loving Americans. You must read The Secret War on Cash. Get your free copy by calling or texting 800-630-1495. That's 800-630-1495. This all-out war on cash, digital forms of currency, too, is growing daily. So please get and read The Secret War on Cash, free to Salem listeners by calling or texting now at 800-630-1495. Make sure you mention Salem when you call or text 800-630-1495. People always ask me, why should I call Mr. Reuter Plumbing? Here's why. Our owner, Bob Bill, learned plumbing from his father who started plumbing in 1964. His father taught him to do it right the first time, and that's what Bob passed on to all of our plumbing technicians today. If you need a plumber, call Mr. Reuter. Always available for big and small jobs. Plus, mention you heard this ad on Word FM and receive 10% off your next service with us. Call 412-Rooter2 today. Caregiving is that task that comes to you. It's not something I think that most people prepare for. I think it's something that most people don't think about a whole lot ahead of time. And it's something that you have to kind of figure out as you go along. Um, I've done this myself. My next guest has done it herself. And I'm sure there are a ton of you listening to this program right now who are in the middle of it right now. So let's throw our attention to the idea of why it's crucial in the midst of all of that to maintain mental health. Lisa Anderson is my guest, director of Boundless and Young Adults at Focus on the Family. She also hosts the Boundless Show weekly podcast and radio show. Lisa, welcome back. Hey, it's always so good to be here, Kathy. Lisa, talk about your experience with caregiving. Um, who were you caring for and what did it look like? Yeah, so I had my mom for the last two and a half years of her life. She had dementia for probably about 10 years and kind of went on a slow decline. Um, and at the end, it sped up. And so I moved her out here to Colorado to live with me and uh, had her full-time, although I work full-time. So my dear friend, Juliana, joined me in the journey and helped me care for mom. We moved in as single roommates and did it uh, together and couldn't have done it without her. Wow. What a friend. Wow. Yeah, to do that for absolutely. you. So um, am I right in saying that, um, well, let me ask you if I'm right about your situation, that you didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare? Not really. And honestly, as you were um, introing the segment, I was thinking to myself, yeah, that was totally me because I like oldsters are my jam. Okay. You know, some people are kids people. I love seniors. So I thought like, this is going to be great. I'm going to give mom a great last season. We're going to do fun activities. It's going to be like super chill. (laughs) And um, there were great moments, but no joke. This was the hardest thing I'd ever done Mm. in my life. It was much harder than I expected it to be, and it was much lonelier than I expected it to be. So it was a mixed bag for sure. Okay. So um, when you're bringing up the idea of mental health while you're going through the caregiving phase, is that for the person you're taking care of? Is that for the caregiver? I mean, what was that like in your circumstance? 
Yeah, I think it's a both and because honestly, you know, I think one of the reasons I took mom in with me is she was in assisted living. It was becoming not enough care for her. And so it was to the point where she didn't have routines. She wasn't going down for meals. Um, you know, I would call and, and she had eaten like ice cream and wheat thins for breakfast. Mm. And so it was just, I knew that she needed uh, structure. She needed to feel like she was there with someone that she knew and recognized. But now for me as well, um, you know, again, you can't do stuff like this alone. You can't, um, you know, I have a pretty long tail when it comes to being able to put up with hard things and stuff. But I realized like this is where I started jamming with like moms of newborns because I had never, you know, I had been an awesome single person just living my best life. And then all of a sudden I have a dependent where I'm like, I can't just drop things and go out whenever I want. I can't, I was up, Kathy, sometimes three times a night with mom. She would get up and I had to get up and then go into work in the morning. And so to really plan for that is something that I didn't do well. And I realized in hindsight that, yeah, that's something that folks have to prioritize and much more so get a support network around you because otherwise you will flame out pretty fast. Yeah, I think that support network is really important. And I, when I was taking care of my parents, people that made me laugh were like top of my list um, mm-hmm. because I didn't, you know, I, I, and maybe this is my personality. I'm sure it is my personality, but I didn't need somebody to go through like the emotional angst of the whole thing with me because I was fully living that. I, it was really wonderful to have people that weren't afraid to make me laugh or send me little clips or whatever it was to keep me going. Um, so I thought that was important, but you, you know, when you brought up, you were kind of jamming with the mothers of newborns. I think the situations are very similar. I remember before I had my first child, you know, people saying, oh, you know, you have no idea what's going to. But you can't picture it. You could plan as much as you mm-hmm. want. And you but you can never picture what it's like and you can never be ready for the life change that it's going to bring you. So as much as I say you can't plan for I don't It just doesn't even matter. I think if you did plan for it. Yeah, well, so true. And I would say the one difference between, you know, caring for a newborn and an elderly person, especially someone with dementia, is there is an inherent sadness to the latter. So, for example, I mean, I was I was counting daily the losses rather than the gains. Mm -hmm. I knew that I was walking mom into a sunset. It wasn't, you know, building up to all of a sudden, oh, here's a new milestone. Here's something else. And so that was very hard. And so, you know, even having the people when I realized there was also a loss of a sense of self too. you know, going to church and it was kind of, you know, there were precious people that tried to engage. But a lot of times people were just awkward and it was like, well, I don't want to, you know, I don't know what Lisa's mom is going to do or how to really say anything to her. So they just didn't. And it ultimately ended up feeling super lonely. And, you know, Mm -hmm. even to get a break and have like someone, in fact, I jokingly told people, you know, there were some people who stepped up and they came over and sat with mom so I could just get out for a while. And it was so cool because I would tell them afterwards, I said, you know, here's the deal. If mom's alive when I come home, you will have been a success. Right. I mean, you give her a bowl of ice cream, you watch one of her favorite videos, 
and you, you this is a success this isn't about being a, a registered nurse it's not about being some entertainer it's about just being there and caring for me enough to give me a break and step into that space and love her right where she is yeah i agree with that lisa anderson's with me director of boundless and young adults at focus on the family she also hosts the boundless show weekly podcast and radio show um lisa what about uh navigating doctors nurses you know, blood tests, scans, all of that sort of thing. Yeah, and that's tricky too. And that's where you really kind of have to get your game on. And again, get there were other people. I had to realize that there were things in my community that I could avail myself of. I went, I started out with the Center for Aging in my town, which many towns have. um, And they kind of, kind of, move you along a continuum of here's what's available from our county here's what's available um in respite uh, type opportunities here's what and so having that all out in front of me and then having the church come alongside me i mean it was like you know i would go to mom's appointments with her and it got to the point where i mean i was doing all the talking i had to advocate for her Mm -hmm. i had to know what kind of doctors were going to you know, be able to relate to her. And so it was kind of an investigative process. And so finding people who've gone before and have done this with their loved ones is super helpful as well. Knowing the questions that I have ahead of time and not assuming that every doctor is going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Some of them, you know, they pick up her chart and it's like, you know, we were there for the first time. I'm like, okay, we've been here, <laughs> you know. Right, we're so not new patients. Right. I had to reiterate something and and just cutting them some slack, too, you know, because they're moving with a lot of different pieces, a lot of different patients. And so having that top of mind and being willing to just move slowly was helpful as well. Yeah, I think you're right about that. And I think that um, looking at it from the other side, um, your mom passed away when, Lise? She passed away Easter of 2018, so okay. it's been four years now. Yep. Okay. Um, and my mom and dad have both died since then. And um, the one thing I can say is how difficult, and I'm just going to speak for myself and then ask you what you think. Um, the the best thing is that I don't have any regrets uh, now that the time has passed. And, uh, you know, all of that was so incredibly difficult at the time. But I would rather have done what I did and been really maxed out and it have been so difficult than to be in the situation I am in now and to think, oh, I wish I would have done X, Y, or Z. That was right where I was as well. I mean, like I said, I was super aspirational going into this, a little bit rose-colored glasses. It ended up being super hard, but I still, looking back, have no regrets because I got to walk my mom home. I got to give her a great last season. I got to create memories with her, even in dementia. That I mean, some of them were hilarious. Some of them were touching very much all over the place and that's something and that actually brings up another point uh, quickly Kathy is you know make sure that if there are siblings if you're a sibling group involved that you have conversations before you get to this point because I it turned out for me that I thought all my siblings were going to jump in and be like this is amazing how can we help you and I got crickets and so, um, yeah. you know, that for sure. me, I, I had resentment. Um, I was starting to like preach at them about what they should be doing and blah, blah, blah. And so get on the same page, figure out mm-hmm. what is everyone's strength? How can each person contribute? What does this look like? 
and that will set you up for success as well. Yeah, that's good advice, Lisa. Uh, the more communication, the better. Um, and also, I was in a, you know, you're in a different situation because you're, you moved your mom out to where you were. I was really richly blessed because my mom and I were in the same city. That I was also mm-hmm. surrounded by a lot of people who loved her. And when my dad was sick, a lot of people who loved my dad. So even though I was the main caregiver, they were in community. And, you know, if that's a possibility for your parent, that's really helpful. Um, For you, it wasn't. So I can't imagine because you end up being all of the, like, the circle that your mom has. Yeah, and it really was. And other than my friends who loved me enough to come alongside me. And so one great example of that was my Thursday night Bible study, which is kind of my group of women, my tribe that I hang with and stuff. And mom would join me for that. So it it got to the point where I hosted it because it was a lot easier to host than to move mom from point A to point B. But at the same time, they came and they would bring snacks and they got to know her and kind of, you know, yeah. And so they enveloped her and they cared for her as well. And in doing that, they cared for me. And so one of the neat things, even in Bible study that we did was mom to the end was a great reader and she could read out loud. So it was her job in Bible study to read the passage for the night. And that made her feel included and everyone applauded her. So just a neat way for her to be part of it. And everyone saw that and supported it. I love that so much. That's so healthy. It really is. It's so healthy. And so, okay, we only have a minute and a half left, Lise. But what about, you had mentioned how great it is to have somebody give you a couple hours off, come into the house. You don't have to be a registered nurse. Just, you know, sit there and be with somebody. What other things would you say to people who have a friend who's a caregiver or a sibling or whoever it is that they could do to just... I don't know, make it a little easier. Yep. I think the the first thing is what I did mention, give us a break. Anytime you can give a person a break, do it and just put it out there. The other thing is meet practical needs. Um, Maybe that's giving someone a gift card for a meal. Maybe it's coming in. I had coworkers come in and clean my house for me a couple times. Ridiculous. It was so awesome. And they said, you leave, we're going to do this. Offering encouragement is another great way to do it, to say, I'm going to pray for you. What, you know, committing to pray, asking for prayer requests. And finally, include us in your life. Don't let us do this alone. Have us over for dinner. Include us maybe in a holiday. Be the person who's going to say, I see you. I care. I know you. I want you to be part of this. Mm. And I want to be part of your journey. Wow. That is absolutely terrific. I mean, it's not something that any of us want to do, but, you know, it's part of life and to Uh, It was a beautiful experience for me in many ways, as hard as it was. I'm sure it was the same for you, Lisa. And just being able to talk about it with in real terms, I think uh, it's just really helpful. So again, Lisa, thanks so much for being here. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Tell us about The Boundless Show. Yeah. So we're a show largely for single young adults, but folks can find us at boundless.org or wherever shows are, Apple Podcasts and beyond. And it's kind of a great community for single adults and younger adults to be seen and heard as well, and especially in various difficult circumstances in life. So join us there. Okay. All right. That sounds really great. Lisa Anderson, Director of Boundless and Young Adults at Focus on the Family. Do you have heart failure and often hear, 
Those stomach issues ruined your birthday. You're too tired to play catch, Grandpa. Sweetie, you haven't touched your tools since the carpal tunnel syndrome diagnosis. If these seemingly unrelated symptoms sound familiar, talk to your cardiologist. Ask about transthyretin amyloid cardiomyopathy, or ATTRCM, a rare and underdiagnosed disease that gets worse over time. Learn more at connecttoyourheart.com. That's connecttoyourheart.com. Sponsored by Pfizer. Turn your home into restricted airspace. Tell incoming flights you want them diverted. The new Raid Essentials light trap plugs into the wall and uses light to attract, then trap flying insects like fruit flies and mosquitoes. Its 24-7 continuous attraction provides insecticide-free protection that's people and pet friendly. Consider air service interrupted. New Raid Essentials light trap, insecticide-free protection. Uncle Ryan has challenged us to explain in our own words why our direct lender advantage is awesome for Word FM listeners who want to buy a new home or do a cash out refinance. Challenge accepted. Let's say you come to us for an ice cold lemonade. Best on the block, baby. Now, luckily, we've got our own lemons from the lemon tree in our backyard. There's no trips to the grocery store. No middleman. Which means no paying extra to the middleman. No added time going back and forth with grocery lemon person. And most importantly, we're using our own lemons so we can often charge you less than good old johnny boy down the street doesn't johnny know this is our street we are united faith mortgage our direct lender advantage often allows us to move faster and because we're using our own money within our own walls we can often get you a better rate which can save you monthly and lifelong money unitedfaithmortgage.com united mortgage corp number new york and less number 1330 that's department of banking and securities mortgage lender license 22672 Pittsburgh said goodbye to Stan Saverin today. His funeral was held this afternoon. And uh, though Stan Saverin was never on these airwaves, he sure was on a lot of airwaves um, for the totality of my life. I can't remember a time when Stan wasn't either, you know, available on TV or radio uh, to me. And, um, you know, I, I haven't made my career in sports but I certainly have spent a lot of my free time in uh, the sports of Pittsburgh, whether it's the Pirates or the Steelers or the Pens or whatever. And um, I really appreciated Stan Saverin because I felt like he had like a calm perspective on things. A lot of talk radio right now is just one person who has the answer to everything in the world. And they're just blasting their opinion uh, one after another after another. And it was never artillery fire like that for Stan. Um, he had a ton of knowledge. He had a terrific memory for detail. And uh, he was an outstanding presence on Pittsburgh Radio. And so as someone that spent a lot of time listening to Stan, I want to remember him today and send my very, very best to everyone who loved and cared for him. So rest in peace, Stan Saverin. Have a great night, Pittsburgh. See you right back here tomorrow. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.